Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Stand Out in ELT. Super happy that you're here with me, with us, actually, again. Um, And this episode is going to be super special, guys. I hope that, honestly, after listening to this, you're going to feel inspired. You're going to be creative, as the title suggests already, because I've got a very special guest with me here. It's Simone from Brazil. Hi, Simone. Hello, so great to be here. Thank you. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for agreeing to do this with me. So Simone, um, would you tell us a little bit about who you are? Sure. Uh, my name is Simone. I'm from Brazil. I, am, I have been a, an English teacher for 22 years. I started when I was uh, young and um, uh, I'm 40 now. I started when I was 18. So it's been more than half my life. Crazy. And something <laughs> I'm in love with. I love teaching. I love um, sharing what I know. And uh, I learned English when I was a kid, a teenager, uh, during elementary and middle school. I lived in the United States and uh, I brought my passion, uh, you know, for the language from there. And at first, it was an opportunity that knocked on my door. Literally, there was a school opening next to my house and Uh they asked, "Ah, would you like to work here? I had no experience. I was actually 17 at the time. Uh, So I agreed. And then I I you know, took some workshops and and, and uh, eventually ended up going to college for it. And it became something more than just an opportunity that dropped and landed on my lap. It became a mission, a passion. So I'm really mm-hmm. happy that um, they looked for me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a, like a really, really lucky um, opportunity that you had. Lovely. And yeah, I think the world should be grateful because the things that you do, you wouldn't be surprised, guys. I obviously met Simone on Instagram via her fantastic profile where she does more than um, helping learners. She now helps teachers, teachers who are looking for some creative ideas. What's that about, Simone? So that came from a pain of my own when um, I had been teaching for about 15 years and I reached the slump. I, I was I was stuck out of ideas. Uh, maybe I was going through a, a bit of a burnout moment and I felt like I couldn't produce fun classes anymore. And I Googled everything about being creative, being a creative teacher. And I found very little. At that time, there were no online classes, right? Uh, uh, the mm. online teaching thing hadn't um, blossomed yet. So all of the courses I found were not specific, not what I wanted, very far, very expensive. 
until I found one that was not exactly for teachers, but it was uh, called the Creativity Workshop in New York. Um, I, I, you know, I dismissed it. I figured I'm not going to go to New York to learn how to be creative. That doesn't make sense. But that kept just, you know, talking to me. I kept thinking about the course. I kept thinking about the reviews I read and the people who had taken that workshop. And I took the leap of faith. I asked the school if I could be absent for a week. And um, they were very supportive when I told them what it was about. As long as I agreed to uh, coming when coming back, uh, share what I learned with the mm. with my teachers at the school, and that's actually where I discovered that I love talking to teachers as well because what I learned in this workshop changed my life, and I was able to pass that on to the other teachers. So I did it to one of the schools, then I did it to another, and then to another, and it ended up becoming something really nice um, to share. Uh, on the uh, in presence in in person workshops right mm -hmm. and once the pandemic hit I didn't even consider turning it into the online um, format mm -hmm. I was taken by surprise like everyone else and I had to rediscover my own teaching style online right so I couldn't be teaching anyone right at the beginning but uh, we started, we changed to online uh, format in March. And in October, the coordinator at the school I work at asked me if I wanted to have an online format of the previous workshop. And I thought, well, I'm adapted now. It's been a few months. And I think I was able to include many of the elements of the creativity that I had in person to the online world. And it was a success. It was fantastic. I really loved it. And that's where Creativity for Teachers was born. You know, I decided to um, expand it, show it to other people and help other teachers who might have been, um, you know, desperately needing it like I was mm. two years before. Absolutely. I love it. It's like how the best ideas are born, I feel, organically out of um, a genuine need and demand, right? You needed it, so you you have proof that people will need it. And also the fact that you adapted to online and now you actually have an online tribe, an online community of people who yes. follow you and want to be more creative and like grow with you as teachers is amazing. Now you're approaching the international waters a little bit more, aren't uh -huh, you? A little bit more, yes. <laughs> the crowd is still mainly Brazilian, but I'm happy uh, because 25% is um, an international crowd Yay, as well. So. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and we met somehow, right? We're definitely yes. international friends now. Uh -huh. So, yeah. I'm very happy to always spread the, your ideas because, yeah, I love it. And you're also, I think that, uh, I don't know if it's because of the creativity, but you're genuinely such a generous person. Um, but I feel that that is very much connected because when you do create something that is so creative, it's literally nearly like a sin not to share, right? Maybe it overflows and it has to be given away, it has to be passed on, right? It's, I really, I am passionate about what I do. And when I create a work of, uh, you know, a project for a class or a structure for a class and, and I think, oh my God, this is so good. It's so creative. A lot of people need to see this <laughs> and I just want to spread it. Yes. So That's what maybe. I thought, because that's what goes through my head as well. Sometimes when I have it, I just have to. All right. Perfect. All right. So do you think that 
people in general or teachers, because mainly you work with teachers or create for teachers, do you think they struggle with creativity? What do they actually need? Or what's in your experience is something that uh, people in general, but educators might look into to get more creative? We do struggle for many reasons, right? For the burden that it is being a teacher many times, even though we are passionate, most of us are passionate about it. It is a tiring and demanding job. There's mm. um, in some cases, little support and all of those things crush our creativity. Mm. Um, and and I think being around other teachers who are creative as well, it, it kind of boosts you up. So I feel like um, teachers that join a community like mine or like yours, they are looking for this something extra that you can get in the community, right? Um, you, you show your talents and that gets the person to see either that they have the same talent or that they have a different talent. And and I think it's it's like a virus, but a good one, you know, it spreads. <laughs> We need but, such viruses. Uh, we need we them. Do. But I also think teachers need practical things. Like sometimes we are so used to doing book exercises, book exercises that we don't look beyond that. And when I mm -hmm. share some of the possibilities, I see the sparkle in some teachers' eyes like, oh, my God, that is so simple. And I had never thought of doing that. <laughs> and I have these insights when I see something done by another teacher and like, oh, I love that. And I already have five other ideas on that. So, you know, it's it's the practical things that make your creativity uh, sparks uh, ignite and, and, and you end up having more ideas from that. But also, um, I was talking to you about the study mm. that uh, George Land this this um, guy who was hired by NASA in the 90s, he was um, he came up with a test to measure how people uh, can think outside the box and how they can mm -hmm. be creative um, by finding different solutions for a same problem. Mm -hmm. And he he had a very um, simple test. He would give the, them an object or a situation and to see how many, uh, for example, for an object, how many uses can you have for this object? It's a spoon. Okay, but what else can you do with it? You know, and then little kids would find a million things, a million uses. Of course, some of them would never happen. They would never be true. Uh, but 98% of the kids were able to think outside the box and come up with genius ideas. When they moved up to middle school, mi middle schoolers, it was only 30% who were mm. able to think that much outside the box. High schoolers, only 12%. And the adults, it's 2%. So oh my God. We, we let our, our own judgment, um, you know, deprive us of creativity. A spoon is a spoon. There's nothing else to it. Yeah. Right. And you think that people think it's a bit too infantile to think of like possibly, creative uses. Mm -hmm. In that test specifically, yes. Right. But also in life, we end up, um, that's not going to work. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. We, we, we filter too much. And that is a feature of being an adult. You have to analyze what's good, what's bad. But when it comes to creativity, you have to let it flow. You have to have 10 bad ideas before you have a good one. Absolutely. And that's okay, right? Um, so we need to become more like a child when it comes to creation. 
Mm. When we come to writing, we should write, 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 and then filter. Draw, 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 and then filter. Create, 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 and then filter what you think will work. But first, let it go. Let your creativity flow. And mm. it's a practice. It is a practice, isn't it? But I just wanted to go back for a second to that test because you did mention it before to me, but I never knew how it looked. And what's interesting is I actually used that activity with my adult students. I It was a, an activity to practice, I think, passive voice or something mm-hmm. like that. So I would give them an object and they had to come up with as many uses of it using some passive voice sentences which is interesting isn't it but I remember that as if it was yesterday that um, there were some groups of students that would say uh, things like oh they got as an object there was a picture frame and somebody came up with an idea that it would be a necklace and I was like brilliant oh my god I love it okay (laughs) it was Obviously not about what it was. It was about practice, fun, creativity, and ex- exactly things like that. But then the other things were, the other people, there were some people who were so judgmental of that, that they were like, oh, we lost because we couldn't come up with ridiculous ideas, right? You <laughs> That's it. Well, the person who came up with the frame necklace is one of the 2%. She is. Yeah. Oh, I hope she can listen to this. Oh, that would be amazing. It's, right? it's weird, but it is. We let reasoning, um, you know, diminish our creativity because mm-hmm. we consider things ridiculous when sometimes they're not ridiculous. They're just different. They're divergent. They're, um, I don't know, un- they're not ordinary. And and we stick to a routine and, and sometimes we want the ordinary and then things become so black and white and we forget to add colors. We them, do. Right? Yeah. So and what I'm not, would you say? Mm, go on. No, I was going to say, I'm not saying routine is a bad thing. I'll talk more about that. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So do you have any tips for people who really want to boost their creativity? Because now they got it. Oh, I want to be in the 2%. They have a serious FOMO. <laughs> they want to be creative. Sure. Um, well, there are some things I try to follow, and these are not things I came up with. These are things I was taught at the course. These are things I've read about. Um, and study shows that if you try to be out of, not on autopilot the whole day, if you take a few minutes of your day to be um, on, you know, just a more relaxed mode, for example, uh, on my 20-day challenge, creativity challenge, I ask people to photograph flowers they find on the way to work on its own that is a silly task why would I why would I stop and photograph flowers Mm. the reason for that is because you want to notice your surrounding you don't want to be robotic we want to be intentional when we observe our surroundings when we want to we we should see the world around us and not just move on moving on moving on excuse me out of the way so step, you know, step back and, and observe your surroundings, try to um, notice nature, clouds, um, try to notice people, observing people is a great exercise to be more creative. People watch for a few minutes. Mm. So you have to be intentional on your observation and not on autopilot. That is one of the tips, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It sounds to me as if the more mindful you are so the more you Uh practice mindfulness 
yeah. uh, the more creative you can be. Uh, because exactly that's that stopping, pausing, and observing your surroundings. That's that's the definition of mindfulness, isn't it? That's so that's right. actually brilliant. It helps with so many other things as well, by the way. <laughs> and I mean, you're not going to do that when you're running late. There are days and times that you're just not going to be able to do it. But if you if you are if you make time, if you make room in your agenda for being more creative, that's one of the things you could do. Another thing uh, I would say: have creative references. So watch, read, research and and fill up your creativity tank with unusual ideas. You know, people you follow, people you admire. Uh, It can be, I don't know, maybe things you read. Uh, Your brain starts to understand the way to create things, uh, you know, for you. It makes your own creative strategies by observing and admiring and, and, and having this reference of creativity. It's not that you're copying, but you're getting inspired by that. And sometimes even when you do copy, it will come out different because it's your own thing. And and the more you practice creativity, the more original your creations become. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned copying because I don't think in principle there is anything wrong. Everybody has some sort of a point of reference, right, when creating something new, whether it is a new lesson plan, whether it is a new, whatever it is really, a post for social media, right? Mm -hmm. You can inspire Exactly. You get inspired, you add your own sauce to it, and it it becomes your creative thing. Mm. Brilliant. Another thing I would say is very important is to put your ideas down, be it on paper or on your phone, write them down. Sometimes it depends on your area. Um, I'm a teacher, so I will write down as many ideas as I can uh, to get them practicing or to get them to learn something in a different way. And sometimes those ideas pop up in the middle of a movie. Sometimes they happen when I'm, uh, I don't know, observing something that has no connection to teaching. And I think hmm, I could use this. So I have a, a list on my phone and it's always, you know, on me. So I write it down. And sometimes the list is so uh, extensive and so crazy that I, I have to confess, I don't always understand the reference I, I, <laughs> I write down. Uh, but many of them I do. And it brings me back to that. And then I'm able to expand and work on that once it's time to work, because you're not going to be sitting in the middle of the movie and writing down a whole exercise, right? So if you have that note there, you can later turn it on to something bigger. And sometimes, like I said, you have 10 great ide- uh, ten bad ideas before you have a great one. Maybe one of those or many of those that you write down won't be useful. But you're getting your brain uh, used to thinking of different ways to do, um, you know, the same things. So mm. Brilliant. Again, oh, my God, I love everything about it. And it's so funny that instinctively I do lots of those things without special focus on because I never thought about it. Oh, it boosts my creativity, but it definitely does because, yeah. And also it's just such, even if you don't are not going to use those, all those ideas, because sometimes it doesn't make sense, especially if you scribble them down. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Your brain has space for more, right? When you do that is, that is something really important. Your brain can relax because mm. it doesn't have to keep trying to remember that. 
right? Well, sometimes, especially for uh, anxious people, I'm a bit anxious myself. If I don't write it down, if I don't jot it down somewhere, I'm just going to be like, I can't forget that. I can't forget it. I don't want to forget it. And then you end up using so much room for, for, the, for other things to something that might be not even used in the end. So write it down and, and have a database on creative ideas that might be one day useful. Perfect. Wonderful. Love it. Ah, okay. Anything else you wanted to add for people? The last one is take care of yourself. Know your limits. Um, Creativity is not something that uh, uh, happens on an exhausted brain when we're too tired, when we we don't sleep well, when we don't um, respect our boundaries. We, uh, We tend to not be that creative. And uh, I, for example, I, I respect my body. I'm not a morning person, so I don't expect to be creative in the morning. I leave, I leave my lesson plans. I make my lesson plans for my morning classes much more, uh, you know, com- complete because I know in the morning I'm not going to be that creative. Also, uh, hormones affect us. So uh, if, if, if you know that uh, during that period of the month, you're going to be more tired, more cranky, that is a period you're not going to be so creative. So maybe have uh, create more things on other weeks when you know you're going to be able to leave your month ready, you know, so know yourself, take care of yourself. Remember, you have limits and don't expect to be creative 100% of the time because that's not normal. Oh my God, again, I'm learning so much, by the way. But the fact that we're talking so openly about it, because we never talk about it. It's such an obvious thing that, especially as women, we are just driven by so many forces, such as societal expectations, the expectations that we put on ourselves, um, our anxieties, insecurities, and hormones. Honestly, people, we expect that we're going to be in the same mode throughout the the whole year the whole month but it's never the case right so Uh I think the sooner people start realizing that there are better and worse times to be creating then people are going to stop saying things oh I have like the famous or infamous um, writer's block I don't actually believe that that exists you know I want to challenge that because obviously it can be associated not with writers only but with any sort Uh of creators you know, you just have to know yourself, right? Yes, you have Makes to know so yourself. Much sense now. Yes. And also surround yourself with creative people and people who are going to support you. Being in the ELTpreneurs group has given me mm. a lot of um, support in that sense. Like people have struggles. You're not alone. Everybody has goes through their days. And, and the fact that we share what, um, what we thrive on and what we struggle on is just, um, it, it boosts your creativity indirectly, you know, because uh, it makes you feel like you can um, be just that force to other people and, and, and have them be support to you as well. It's, it's mm. important to have your backup group. Yeah. Absolutely. Like any sort of, I've only recently learned that, that having a tribe of people, because I usually, I used to think myself that I'm just a lone wolf. I'm my own captain of my own ship and the ship is just an empty one. Um, Ever since I first joined a mastermind and then created my own community of people, it helped me so much because I literally... 
wake up every morning and I think of a new idea of how to help those people. So it it boosts, it helps everyone. <laughs> it helps everyone. So I totally, totally agree. And thanks for saying that. Um, we appreciate it so much that oh, you do that. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of course. I appreciate having you there because you are our creative sparkle inside. <laughs> Um, for anybody wondering what that is, ELTpreneurs is my membership for um, thriving, striving e teachers who want to become entrepreneurs in ELT, teach English, but also be uh, independent, free. Um, and yeah, it's it's something that is uh, open every 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 now and again so we you will hear about it on my social media definitely and it's just a special place it's a special place where creative juices flow um and we just support each other uh, immensely in in all sorts of things so great so simone do you think that anyone has everyone has a potential to be creative or do are there some people who are more prone to it? What do you think? Of course, there are more people who are prone to it as anything in life. We have um, abilities, right? But I think uh, creativity is not one of those things that if you practice, you're going to fail at it. Creativity, if you practice, you're going to thrive. You're going to, to excel at it because um, some kids, you can tell that some of the kids, they're naturally more creative. But even the ones who are not that creative, if you give them the right fuel, something beautiful will come out of there. So just practice, you know, practice being um, writing a lot and, and, and uh, on your own, you can try to draw, you can try to create things, even though creativity is not the same as being artistic, right? There are other ways that we can be creative. But I think if you find things that you like and practice them free of judgment, try to just do it as it pleases you, your brain will learn how to be creative. Mm, brilliant. I like it because some people might be a little bit um, turned off by the fact that, oh, creativity, it's, it's only for people who are talented in some sort of, oh, you know, arts, as you said, um, singing, drawing, um, whatever, creating anything. But actually, you know, you can be the most analytical brain, but you can let creativity come to you and you can create lovely things. And they don't have to be tangible things. They can be ideas, right? Sure. They can be all sorts of things. So, and I think as an entrepreneur, creativity is, is a massive asset, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is definitely for sure. Do you think creativity helps you stand out in ELT oh. especially, but stand out in general? Yes, in ELT for sure, because the more creative your classes are, the more your students are going to enjoy being there and they're going to be with you longer and they're going to talk about your classes to other people. So as a teacher, being creative is essential. And generally in life, if you're creative, you're going to innovate and you're going to bring uh, different things to the table. And that's definitely going to make you stand out. So practicing creativity will help you no matter what area um, you, you're working on, for Absolutely. sure. I totally agree. And 
uh, just to add to that, just the thought that I have now is that a lot of people say, and I've heard it so many times, that when we talk about being a, a business owner in, in EOT, in English language teaching world, it's such a saturated market, right? We talk about it all the time. But being creative, so being different, right, is literally the antidote to that, right? Yeah. And you're also going to attract the right clients because once you stand out, people will see you and they will be able to analyze that is exactly what I want or that is not the profile I'm looking for. So once you stand out, you're also going to be unique and you're going to attract the, the clients that love you for that, that want what you have to offer. Yes. Oh, thanks for saying that. Because, And also, going back to what you said, there are people who will say, this is what I want, but there will be also people who, who will think, this is not what I want. But the sooner exactly. they make that decision, no, the, better. Oh, the better. Yes. Oh, love this. Such a creative <laughs> chat. I've learned so much, Simone. Thank you so oh, much. Nice. We always learn with each other. It's beautiful. <laughs> I know. And we didn't plan this chat very well. It was just very spontaneous very creative, well, it was creative. <laughs> <laughs> on the yeah. spot love it just if we allow it that's what happens doesn't it yes beautiful all right so where can people find you if they feel like being uh, more creative they can find me on um creativity for teachers on instagram uh a website is on the way so hey. i will I will make the link for that on my Instagram. For now, you can just go there on, on, on Creativity for Teachers on Instagram and you're going to find uh, all the ways to contact me. But um, I am, thanks to ELTpreneur, working on um, a website as well. Yay, fantastic. But well, the community, anyways, on Instagram is quite massive already. So there, you're going to find lots of inspiration there. Not I'm very only out of them. Mm -hmm. I know. And you definitely stand out. So it's been a pleasure to have you as my guest, Simone. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I'm very happy. Thank you for inviting me, Ola. <laughs> Perfect, guys. Um, this has been super inspiring. We're literally recording it on a Friday evening for me, but I feel like going and doing something creative because this chat just inspired me and definitely writing my ideas down it was a massive reminder of the fact that I need to do that more um and you please do it too because it's going to help you it's going to help you in so many areas of life not only in your teaching but also as a business person as a person as a person right yes mm -hmm. as a person perfect thank you so much simone thank you so much guys uh, thank you until next time bye bye being a teacher is your superpower you know how to do it but developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger, say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time. <laughs>